Good morning, everybody. Morning. I pray that everybody is doing well this morning and excited about this morning's Bible study. Amen. Amen. Uh, Y'all, we will begin today with uh, the 26th chapter of Ezekiel. Ezekiel 26. Come on, let's take a moment to invite the uh, presence of our Lord, shall we? Father in heaven, Lord, we pause with thanksgiving upon our hearts. Father, we thank you for your mercy. Lord, we thank you for all your benefits. Father, we pray that as we open your word today, that you will be present to lead us, to guide us, to give us wisdom. Father, we pray that you will be present to magnify your word in our hearts, simplifying your word, Father, making it plain. In Jesus' name, we do pray and thank you. Amen. All right, all right. Now y'all know we've been studying and we've learned, in fact, let me ask you all this without my having to tell you all because I don't know what you've learned. I know what we've talked about. So tell me the last chapter, what was the theme of that last chapter? Uh-oh, Brother Robinson feel like he has it. What was the theme of it? The theme is that mm. like if you're a parent. Wait a minute. Tell me. I don't want them to hear it yet because I want to give them a chance. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, boy, Brother Robinson is on top of it. Now, y'all tell me, what was the theme of chapter uh, 25? What was the theme? Brenda, do you get it right off? What resonated with you? Now, I don't, I don't want you looking at it now. So if you summed it up, what would be your summation? The whole essence of it, shall I say. And I'm waiting on you all online. I need you all to give me 
what was the essence of like uh 24 25. you can finish it brand <laughs> okay. Amen. All right. Come on, Sister Deborah. Uh Bria, come on. I need to move. I, I, I got to move. So I need you all to share with me what was the essence of now, Brother Robinson and Brenda hit the nail on the head. I want to see if you all have retained the message that God gave. Uh, in chapters 24 and 25. Come on, real quick. Bro, Tony, come on. Trying to see if you're on top of it. Dashe, I know y'all should baby give me, this, give me this back in a hurry. And I don't need y'all reading it. Don't go back and revisit it. I want to see what you retained. I'm looking. <laughs> Boy, you know what? I'm going to start reading. And, and, and I'm going to give you a few minutes. I'm going to go ahead and start 26. But I'm going to give you a few minutes to give me what you retained from 24 and 25. That was a, that was a, 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 a central message that was given. And I want to know what that was. I'm going to pick up with chapter 26. <clears throat> and the Bible says, and it came to pass in the 11th year in the first day of the month that the word of the Lord came unto me saying, son of man, because, because that Tyrus have said against Jerusalem, ah, she is broken. That was the gates of the people. This is Tyrus talking about Jerusalem. Tyrus, listen, now you know, you don't be running around talking about, ah. Oh, uh, I hear you, Sister Deborah. Uh, I'm going to remind you, I'm going to remind you all in a moment. He's doing the same thing again that he did in the previous chapters, listen to the message. Son of man, because that Tyrus have said against Jerusalem, ah, she is broken. That was the gate of the people. She is turned unto me. 
I shall be replenished. Now she is laid waste. Now, I want you to notice what's going on here. Tyrus is saying, speaking against Jerusalem, saying, now that Jerusalem is broken, now she's laid waste, I shall be replenished. I can take advantage of Jerusalem fall. Now I can come up. I can take advantage. I could profit off of Jerusalem's fall. This is what Tyrus was saying. And because that was the mindset of Tyrus, watch this. Look at verse three. Now you saying, imagine yourself. Uh, you saying they house burned. Ah, now so you're going to go in and take the spoils. You're going to go in and go through the dressers. You're going to go in the house and go through the cabinets and the closets to see what you can find to come up. Well, this was the mindset of Tyrus. Now watch this. Therefore, in other words, because that was your mindset. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I am against thee, O Tyrus, and will cause many nations to come up against thee as the sea causes his waves to come up. In other words, man, because of the position that you all have taken, because you want to take advantage of my servant that has fallen. Jerusalem fell, and now you want the spoils. And God said, because of that, man, I'm going to cause nations to come up against you. I'm going to send so many people against you, it's going to be like the waves that approach the seashore. Now, y'all know waves don't stop. Y'all know waves don't ever stop. And God said it's going to keep, the enemy's going to keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. All behind, all because you were happy. You were ecstatic. You were excited when Jerusalem failed. God said, I'm going to get you. Y'all, this has been the whole theme for the last few chapters. Don't you rejoice when your enemy falls. Let me show y'all something. Oh, Lord, I appreciate the Lord, y'all. Oh, Lord, help us. We just have to start, you know, we just need to be as good uh, appreciative as God is to us. Let me see what uh, Tony is saying before we read. Uh, it, it, it was about the two people that weren't living what they knew and how God judged them. Uh, you're in another part, brother Tony. You're in another. See, this was about the whole thing has been about people rejoicing uh, when God's people uh, fall, when God is getting them, chasing them, somebody else is happy. 
God said, and he dealt with everyone that had that mindset. Go ahead. And also, I was looking at Sasha, had no allies. Every nation will be coming against them. Because he say, nation, you know, they go, you can't think, wait, nation after nation after, I mean, everybody around you and everybody for, are coming after you. Just because you rejoice in Jerusalem, but still follow. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so watch this. Now, we just read that Tyrus was happy that Jerusalem had fallen. Tyrus was happy, right? Notice what the word says here. This is Proverbs 24, 17. This is what every Christian should know. This is what we all, every one of us should know and understand. Notice what the Bible says. Rejoice not when what? Thine enemy falleth. Did y'all hear that? Rejoice not when thine enemy falleth. And let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth. Now, wait a minute. Don't rejoice when thy enemy falleth. And let not thy heart be glad when he stumbleth. Oh, did you get, don't you even be glad. Yes, sir. Somebody just slapped you. And they drive off and have a bad wreck. Now, now, that's what you get. Oh, look, but watch this. You didn't take vengeance. God is concerned about your heart. How you even see that. God said, don't rejoice. Don't be happy. You got to watch yourself. Because I'm going to tell you something. It's natural to say, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's what you get. Ah. And it's, and it's, natural. Huh? it's natural to feel good if you see somebody else that just missed and, and wronged you. And you see them going through a hard time. And you really have to condition your heart to not. No, 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 no. You really do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you, that's not as easy as it's just talking about it. it because something in our flesh, man, you know, you, it, it takes something, first of all, to truly forgive and get some stuff out of your heart. Amen. When people have wronged you, you know people out to get you talking about you, talking about your kids, spreading rumors about you. Your kid had a misfortune and everybody in the neighborhood knows. And then something happens to this person. They get evicted, lose their house, foreclosed on. And you, let me tell you, God ain't, listen, God is not pleased with that type of attitude. He know they wronged you. And God would deal with your enemies, but it, that's not for you to be ecstatic over or excited about. Let me show you what he says about that. Let's say you do give a little clap. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. Let's say you do do that. Let me show you what God says about if you do that. Look at verse 18. Let me start back at the top of 17. Rejoice not when thine enemy falleth 
and let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth. Least the Lord see it and displease him. Did you get that? Lest the Lord see it and it displease him and he turn away his wrath from him. In other words, God see you rejoicing because he's getting somebody, vengeance is his, he's getting somebody back. But you laughing, you rejoicing, God say, I'm going to take my hand off of him. I'll stop getting him because you acting like you happy. In other words, you'll stop God from finishing his own process because of your attitude about it. And I don't think we think about this enough as Christians. I think we really, really need to know and understand that we are never to rejoice at the fall of, of our enemies. And God looks at your response to a man's fall and acts accordingly. How many of you all knew and understood that? I'm going to just read that one more time so we can move on. Rejoice not when thine enemy falleth, and let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth, lest the Lord see it, and it displease him, and he turneth away his wrath from him. I don't know about y'all, but we're learning God is different. Man, did, are you getting that? God is different. You, you, you would think, you know, we would think with our human mind, God understand us applauding because he just, he just did something to me. And we think in our humanness that God would understand you being happy. I see you, Brother Tony. Oh, Brittany says God could be chastening that person who wronged you. You never know if that person might change in a good way or not. It's best to be humble when witnessing someone's turmoil. Brittany, that's exactly right. It's best to be extremely humble. We, What we're learning, we should never be happy to see somebody going through. We should never, I don't care what they've done to you. You should never be happy at their calamity. You should never be happy, happy with their being spoiled. We're learning something. This is what God expects of us as Christians. Lady did you so bad she lost her child. And you say, uh-huh. Then God said, okay, let me, let me, let me show you something. Um, I want to go to Proverbs 26 very quick. I want to look at this just for a second. Um, 27. Watch this. You know how people uh, set traps for people. I'm talking about these kind of traps. You know, uh, you get somebody, uh, you be quiet. I'm going to get them on the phone. I said, yeah, I'm going to get them on the phone. 
and you set in the trap and you call somebody, you tell the other person, shh, don't, 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 don't say nothing. Or now if people do that, or you set another kind of trap for a sister. You had this old, her old ex meet her somewhere. She don't even know. But you tell her husband, she, she they've been meeting on a regular basis at this place. And you just set it up. You're setting a trap for this lady that you angry with. Let me show y'all something. Look at this verse 27. This is why Christians need to know. We never play these kind of games. Because you're going to reap what you sow. Now, notice what it says here. Whoso digging a pit, uh-uh, shall fall therein. And he that rolleth a stone, it will return upon him. That's why the old folks used to say, uh, if you dig one ditch, you better dig two. Because the one you dig just may be for you. Y'all remember that? Yes. You remember that one? Yes. And so let me show you um, how that's fulfilled. When you read your Bible, can anybody give me an example in the word of God where that happened? You set something, a trap for this man, and it came back on you. Exactly. Come on, give me one example, y'all, so we can move on. Where a brother set a trap for one man, and he ended up caught in this very trap that he set for another man. Come on, it shouldn't take you long. Come on, come on. You remember that one, Brenda? A man that set a trap for another man. Now I'm talking about, you know, have a scripture example that happened. I see. I see y'all. And actually, the one I was looking for y'all was this one right here. Uh, Bria. That that's the one I was uh looking for. Uh and and, and Juanicia, uh that's exactly right. Uh Juanicia, Juanicia said the guy that hated Mordecai, and that's absolutely right. So y'all remember Haman had <laughs> built those gallows to hang Mordecai on it. And Lord have mercy, God turned that thing around and the very gallows that he built to hang Mordecai on, he was hanged on it himself. So what I'm trying to tell y'all, man, listen, God's word is true. And we have to learn to be compliant because this is where we get our wisdom from. This is why we don't behave like other people because we know, uh, uh don't laugh at that man's fall. Don't laugh at that man's calamity. We know that. Why? Because we study God's word. That's how we gain knowledge. That's how we grow. That's how we overcome. That's how we obtain wisdom. Going to God. 
So you don't catch a real Christian laughing at his enemy's fault. Uh-uh. Because he know God doesn't approve of that. And so for the last few chapters, we've been reading about people rejoicing at Israel's fall or rejoicing at Israel's chastening or their suffering or their misfortune. And God got every one of them for their attitude toward God's servant. Lord, have mercy. So let's go back to the reading. So I pray we got that. Okay, hold up. Before I do that, let me see what... Uh, okay, I see you, Brittany. Uh, Sister Deborah saying, my mom didn't allow us to make light of anyone. If one of us got a whooping, you would get the same whooping if you laugh. Oh, that's see, that's good. See, Sister Deborah, you you you, you had a, a a good mother. I appreciate that. Go ahead, Brother Ross. And my friends were the same way. Like if a person had a disability, and you know how some kids have disability, we could never laugh at that. Because my mother told us that the same way that person is, the next day God can make you look the same. Yes. Way. And it wasn't a, I mean, it was for real. We knew that God could do that. Yes. Without the shadow down. So we never looked down on anybody and we never made fun of anybody. That had a, that had a yes, Lord. Yes. yes, Lord. See, that, that, that's just wisdom. I appreciate the old school parents that took the time to teach their kids about making fun of people that, and, and the kids knowing and learning. There are consequences. You may fond of somebody that may be handicapped or uh, even a person with a speech impediment. Kids can be cruel. And you mocking that person. Man, don't you know that something worse can come upon your child for mocking somebody else? That's why we got to learn to teach our children. Teach them the principles of God. We got to learn how to teach them the word so they don't fall victim or suffer the consequences for doing some of these things that are forbidden by God. Boy, because kids are laughing a minute when another one get a whooping, not knowing they're going to reap what they sow. Now they're going to get a whooping and somebody going to laugh at them. Y'all, we just got to teach our kids. Let me see. Bria is saying, I don't think most Christians celebrate in another's calamity. It's more like a, I told you so, or depending on situations, some do rejoice, especially if the individual has been getting on their nerve. Yeah, you know, Lord have mercy. Oh, uh, <laughs> We're learning whether they get on your nerve or not. Hey, uh, don't make fun. Don't rejoice. Amen. But may the Lord continue to purify our hearts. I'm with you, Bria. That's what we need. We really do. And, and you know what? The more we study this Bible, the more I see why David said and why David prayed 
create in me a what? A clean heart and renew a right spirit. David, listen, man, when we sin, when we don't have the right mindset about things in life generally, man, we need our hearts clean. That's a sign that something's not right. When we do things that we know we ought not do, that's a sign that something's in the heart that's not right. So I'm understanding David when he slept with Bathsheba and when God let him know, let him know that there are severe consequences for what you've done. When David cried out, oh God, have mercy upon me. Created me a clean heart. Y'all, we need to be praying that God purify our hearts. Really. And, and I'm talking about all of us. Every one of us need to make sure that our hearts are clean before it's ever too late. Why am I saying that? Because we all say we want to see Jesus. We all say we have aspirations of going to heaven. But the Bible said only the pure in heart. Y'all, we need our hearts pure if we hope to see Jesus in peace. Go ahead, Brother Ross. I was just thinking, and you made that statement about our heart. You know, God, God, God uh, judges us on the intent of our heart. But see, sometimes we don't say it, we don't do it, but we think it. And yeah. amen. Thank it. That's who he is. And so, you know, sometimes we we may say verbally, but how do we really feel about it? Because God knows. He knows why we do things even before we do it. Yeah. And so yeah. you have to be real careful on how you think on things that you see. Yes, Lord. We we really do. And honestly pray for them from your heart. And Honestly, pray for them. Yes. Not okay. just saying words, but you know, mean it. And, and, and you know what? And when you can sincerely, honestly pray for them, you're doing something. When you could pray with a with a pure heart, meaning yes. what you're saying. Uh Brother Tony is saying, uh, I believe we do that type of stuff because we're looking at the person and not the spirit behind the person. Mm -hmm. And that's why we take pleasure in someone being reprimanded for their action or sin. Yeah, Brother Tone, I think uh, there's some truth to that. Uh, I think that we do oftentimes look at the person and not the spirit. When God has clearly revealed to us that our fight, our warfare is not against what? flesh and blood. It is against spirit, uh, you know, uh, principalities, uh, the powers of darkness, y'all. We, we fight uh, a, a demon world, not people, because whatever the person did, that was the spirit behind it. What that person did uh, to vex you, that when that person lied on you, when they did all they did, that was the spirit behind that. And when you know that, you can honestly pray for the person. 
Because you want that person free from that spirit too. Amen. So I think that's all. Uh, I think that's really, really good. Uh, let me see. Bria, that's why I don't say things I don't mean. I will pray for myself first before opening my mouth to say something I don't mean. Just so that I can appear a certain in front of people. I don't mean so that I can appear a certain way in front of people. Okay, I guess. Uh, okay. Uh, and so, Bria, the essence of what you're saying is we as Christians got to learn to be slow to speak, uh, quick to hear, Amen. slow to speak, because when we speak fast, we do say things that's regrettable, Amen. that we will regret. Uh, oh, oh, once it's out there, no, you can't take it back. So... Oh, uh, Bria said she would piggyback it on what you had said. Amen. Amen. Uh, so, you know, we praise the Lord. And, and I don't know about y'all, but I thank him for the time that we spend in this book. You, you, you just constantly learn, learn things to help us to be better, Amen. to help us to grow in mind, body, and spirit. And that's what we need. We need to grow in the grace of God. Amen. So, and again, how do we grow? Remember what he said in Peter? Desire this sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. It's the word that grows us. It matures. It develops us. Amen. Uh, Sister Angela, let me see, is saying to us, creating me a clean heart so I may follow and if you have a clean heart, you can sleep well at night and wake up with a smile. On You said it, sister. When your heart is clean, when your thoughts are pure before God, you're a different person. Amen. Completely different. You don't fear nothing. You don't worry about nothing because you know that in your heart, you're not doing anything presumptuously. Amen. That's good. Uh, we appreciate that, uh, sister. Uh, now, getting back, uh, getting back, I'm going to start back at that verse three. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I am against thee. Remember, because of what they had plan to do what they were doing to Jerusalem because of her fall. Therefore, thus said the Lord, behold, I am against thee, O Tyrus, and will cause many nations to come up against thee as the sea causes his waves to come up. <clears throat> Don't stop coming. I've heard some people going through so much in their life, they say, man, I can't get a break. I just can't get a break. And y'all have heard of what we learned as children called Murphy's Law. I'm just Whatever can go wrong, will go wrong. If it's possible to go wrong, then it will. That's Murphy's Law. 
And, and this is what he's saying he was going to put on Tyrus. I'm, your trouble going to be like the waves of the sea. They're going to keep coming. It's kind of like we felt about Job. One thing happened, another thing happened, another thing happened, another thing. Back to back to back to back. And the sad part is we're seeing, man, God can make this happen. So, boy, we, uh, we appreciate, man, just stay humble. Lord, just stay low. So God don't have to knock you down. Just stay down. Watch this, verse four. <clears throat> and they shall destroy the walls of towers and break down her towers. I will also uh, scrape uh, her dust from her and make her like the top of a rock. Y'all, that's pretty tough. It shall be a place for the spreading of nets in the midst of the sea. For I have spoken it, said the Lord God, and it shall become a spoil to the nation. Now, they were talking about spoiling Jerusalem. Now, God say, you gonna become a spoil. Remember the trap that you plan on setting is gonna come back on you. The gallows that you lay in for Jerusalem, you're going to be hung on them yourself. Boy, I pray we learn it. Man, it's not going to be easy getting into the kingdom of God. But you see, our minds, how we think, how we respond to stuff, how we look at stuff, all plays a pivotal role in our salvation. Amen. Remember how you look at sin. If you don't sigh, if you don't show some disgust when you see it, then you weren't marked. You weren't sealed. God looks at everything. The mind you have towards everything. The mind you have toward the church. The mind you have toward your sisters and brothers. Go ahead. I have a question about that, that you mentioned, the whole sighing and crying against whatever wrong. It doesn't have to be big, you know, whichever way it goes. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, today in today's society, so much is acceptable when it comes to the whole gay community. Yeah. And I was sharing with the person, uh, you don't hate the individual. Right. Because we're to love them. And when the Lord talked about all these different ones and some were you, some of you all were some of these. So there's like there's hope for them. So we have to love them. But when it comes to the sighing and crying, we have to make sure they understand that we're not playing the cool card. Oh yeah. With them. You know, I'm talking about people that we, you know, not people we just pass by, we see that they risk uh -huh. hanging. Uh -huh. <clears throat> We're talking about people that we know because I, even in the church, it's an okay thing to don't say anything about it. So that doesn't put you in the category of sign and crime. 
Somebody asked me, do I rack on them when I see them? And I said, no, I would never do that. Because although that wasn't my sin of preference, I still had sin. And we have to treat it as God treats it. If he has an issue with it, we should have an issue with it. Right, man. And my job is, and I explained to the person that anytime I see these individuals, I'm going to love on them, but I'm forever asking them, are they ready to turn from their wicked ways? They know that I'm not cool with what it is. Mm -hmm. But in so many cases, we never say anything about anything. I see the high fives when it comes to, I'm talking about in the church, I'm not talking about in the world, in the restaurant, in the church. How we condone and accept it in a way. Mm. Uh, and there's a fine line between, you know, God says you're either going to cry inside. That cry inside means you have a problem with it. Yeah. You continue to say that there's a problem so that we don't get caught up in that zone where if I don't say anything, well, I'm good. But you're not saying anything. It's not loving them either. So I just wanted to see. You know, I, I know. Well, one thing about what you're saying, the counsel of the Lord is, uh, he said, uh, warn them. Right. He said, if you don't warn the wicked, then they're going to die in their sin. He said, but I'm going to require their blood at your hand because you didn't warn. So all people, I don't care what the sin is, a man cheating on his wife, right. you have a responsibility to warn him. Say, man, that's not what you want to do. Brother, do you know how serious that is? Because the world will smile at him. Oh, yeah, Joe, I see you got two or three. I, I got you. I'm, I got to catch up with you. You know, you praise people. You support people in wickedness. But the, the, the counsel is that, that God said that we have an obligation, a responsibility to warn anybody that's in sin. Oh. So, if you act like you condone it, you're killing somebody. If you make me think that you're okay with me cheating on my wife, and you're not saying nothing, and you know it, and I know you know it, and you haven't warned me or said nothing, then guess what? Then I could go on and I, I, I'm, I'm feeling okay about it because it's accepted. But if I know everybody, if you, if everybody start to say, bro, ooh, that's wrong, man. Like, what you doing? That ain't no way to live. You can't do that to your, then guess what? Then I could break it off because it, you, you didn't accept it. So, but you still love me, but you let me know you love me, but you have a problem with my sin. Did you get it? You love me. But you have a problem with my sin. Did not Jesus come from heaven to earth to let us know he have a problem with sin, but he came because he loves us? He told us, man, listen, out of the heart come fornications, adulteries, but he came to what? Save us from our sin. That's the same mindset we got to have for any and everybody that's outside the will. If, if a person is uh, cheating on their wife, they can repent, they can be saved, 
if a person is practicing practicing homosexuality, they can repent and they can be saved. That's why we have to show everybody love, but warn them of their sin. See, because I can't be cool. You can't come kick it with me. Oh, expecting me to accept because if me and you are together and you have that thing, guess what? That's what we're going to be talking about. That's what we're going to talk about. That sin that we need to overcome. And I'm going to do it in such a loving way. You're going to know I love you. But that sin is disgusting. Yeah, y'all don't act like we good with that stuff, man. That 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 stuff is a problem. So uh, let's see. Bria said, "We call out sin, and it's taken personal." If PPL, what's that, y'all? Y'all help me with that. Oh, okay. If people could understand that it's not them that is being exposed but the sin then maybe people will respond different and not be in their feeling you know what i've learned uh when you correct people some people i don't care how you correct them some people don't want to be correct you could be as meek and as mild as you want to be the fact that you're saying somebody's doing something wrong, somebody don't want to hear it. You understand what I'm saying? They just don't want to be told that they are wrong. That's how that's how it is for some people. Uh, let me see. Uh, Brittany, I mean, Bria, people already know they be wrong. It's the fact that they have not been called out by a person. I got you. Uh, Brittany says, some people know the life we live and some feel open enough to speak to us about their sin, sin they're in. But it get tough uh, when they only want to listen to them but don't want to speak to them about correction. That is so true, Brittany. Uh, yeah, we try to have a sympathetic ear with hearing with empathy, but don't want to let the person know, don't want to speak the truth to them. But how many of you know Jesus said it's the truth that will make people free? So don't you want them to be free? Then tell them the truth. Because when you just talk to people and don't warn them, now you become a part of the problem and not a part of the solution. God said, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Show his people, listen y'all, uh, their transgressions and their sin. Lift up your voice as a trumpet. Be heard. So, boy, that's some uh, very interesting stuff. Let's go back. Okay, they're going to become a spoil to the nation. Let's pick up at verse 6. And her daughters which are in the field shall be slain by the sword, and they shall know that I am the Lord. There it is. I did this start with them uh, being against Jerusalem, 
because Jerusalem was spoiled. They said they're going to take advantage of Jerusalem. They're going to come up off of her fall. Now, look at this state that they're in. Wrong mindset. For thus saith the Lord God, behold, I will bring upon Tyrus, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, a king of kings from the north with horses and with chariots and with horsemen and companies and much people. God used King Nebuchadnezzar to chasten the world. And I'm going to tell y'all what's crazy about this. The same one God used to do the whooping, God whooped Amen. after he got through using. <clears throat> yeah, they came up and whooped Jerusalem. But read your Bible. When they got through whooping Jerusalem, when God served or uh, 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 finished using them, Medo-Persia came up and wove Babylon out in an instant. They got paid back for how they treated Jerusalem. And God telling Tyree, I got somebody who's going to get you. I'm bringing them from the north. They are going to get you. Who was Babylon? Why? They had the wrong mindset, y'all. So we got to make sure our thoughts are pure. And I pray God help all of us with that. Because I battle my mind all the time. Amen. Y'all had a battle too? Yes, sir. 100%. Yes, sir. Oh, Lord, so I'm not Every the only day. one. Listen, y'all, I'm talking about fight battle with the mind all the time. Man, I wish this thing were easier. But you got to press, you got to fight. You got to get up. You got to shake the dust off. You got to keep on doing. Listen, you got to keep on fighting until you get the victory, Amen. until you breathe your last breath. You got to fight, sisters and brothers. Amen. If you don't keep fighting, then you, you, you're going to quit. You're going to give up. And if you quit and give up, you defeat it. I don't know about y'all, but I don't want no man. <laughs> Woo! For thus saith the Lord God, behold, I will bring upon Tyrus, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, a king of kings from the north, with horses and with chariots and with horsemen and companies and much people. He shall slay, oh my, he shall slay with the sword thy daughters in the field. He shall make a fort against thee and cast a mount against thee and lift up the buckler against thee. He shall set engines of war against thy walls and hit and with his axes, he shall break down thy towers. Y'all, y'all see, it's not going to be good. And all of this, I, I want y'all to get this. Was this avoidable? Yes, it was avoidable. 
and what we're learning a lot of things that we go through that's harmful that's that's uh devastating uh, this stuff is avoidable sisters and brothers all we have to do is live right we sing that song all we have to do is live right y'all remember that and believe in what he said y'all remember that y'all that's all we got to do is live right we could avoid all of these things we've been reading about in the last three chapters dealt with them uh, being paid back for their actions. They're reaping what they've sown. All of the all of these last few chapters reaping what they've sown. So we got to be smart, man. We got to learn. <laughs> we got to get what God is, is teaching us. Amen. Then verse 10 said, by reason of the abundance of his horses, their dust shall cover thee. That many horsemen. Thy walls shall shake at the noise of the horsemen and of the, of the wheels and of the chariots when he shall enter into thy gates as men enter into a city wherein is made a breach. As men enter into a city wherein is made, that's like somebody put a, a big hole in your wall and soldiers start pouring through that hole in your wall. That's what he's telling you. With the hoofs of his horses, shall he tread down all thy streets. He shall slay thy people by the sword, and thy strong garrisons shall go down to the ground. In other words, the people that you were counting on, your soldiers that were the most mighty, that you felt like you would get victory by, those garrisons are going to fall to the ground. In other words, you won't have any defense. Let me see, uh, Stacy. Stacy says, spiritual warfare is a inward and outward battle that is daily till the day we leave this world and has been for all since the beginning of time. So you know what? And I'm going to tell y'all about that, uh, Sister Stacy, and, and uh, we appreciate hearing that. But here's the deal. Notice what the Lord says in Revelation 3 and 5 concerning uh, the wars, the wars, the, 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 the challenges that we face. We got to overcome. To him that overcometh, him, to him that gets the victory, that's what that overcometh is all about. We got to get the victory over those things that we fight. Those things that keep pulling on us, knocking us down, taking us outside the wheel, and we fall victim to it, pray to it. God said to him that overcometh, we got to get the victory. 
And if we die before we get the victory, we got a problem. You get that? We don't want to go to the grave without having the victory over whatever our sin was. Because we don't want our names blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Life. But if we don't overcome, oh my, then names are going to be blotted out of the Book of Life. You know why? Because victory is available, power is available for our healing. We got to take advantage of it. We got to do what Jacob did. We got to grab hold of God and refuse to let go until our change come. I think we play with sin too much. Amen. No, no. You know, I, I just, I just believe we play with it too much. And I'm going to tell you, like the Lord keeps saying, man, now is the time. Let's pray for each other, y'all. I mean, let's let let's seriously pray for each other that God gives us the victory over whether it's our tongue, whether it's our nature, whether it's our hands, whatever it is, our minds, whatever it is. Let's pray for each other earnestly that God gives us all the victory over whatever it is because we want to be free and we want to see Jesus in peace. Amen. So watch this. And they shall, verse 12, and they shall make a spoil of thy riches and make a prey of thy merchandise. In other words, the same thing that you had in mind to do to Jerusalem, that's what's going to be done to you. Did you get it? This is what she said she was going to do to Jerusalem. Now God is saying, well, that's what Babylon is going to do to you. And they shall make a spoil of thy riches and make a prey of thy merchandise. And they shall break down thy walls and destroy thy pleasant houses. And they shall lay thy stones and thy timber and thy dust in the midst of the water. Everything you own, they're going to put it in the sea. Everything you own. Could you imagine your cities, your houses floating out in the sea? But God said, that's what's going to happen to you. And watch this. Look at verse 13. And I will cause the noise of thy songs to cease. Ain't no saying Nobody's happy no more. And the sound of thy harps shall be no more heard. Ain't no music going. Don't nobody feel like playing. Mm, things have changed. You're talking about turning from the party city to a place where there are no instruments, no radios going, no bands playing. Because everything is gone. And I will make thee like the top of a rock. Thou shalt be a place to spread nets upon. Thou shalt be built no more. For I, the Lord, have spoken it, saith the Lord. 
Lord have mercy. Life just changed. We got to be careful what our mindset is where we're going to rest at verse 15. And uh, we'll pick up right there. Let me say, I praise God for you all taking the time to spend in the word of God. I thank God that he has put upon your heart to get into my word and to study and to learn as much as you can. Uh, before we go, Brittany says, we are being desensitized daily by what we watch. Amen. No doubt about it. Especially us young folk with the social media. These things become addicting and more challenging to overcome because we are feeding our flesh with these sorts, uh, with these short, fast clips. Explicit content has gotten straight to the point. I hear you, Britain. All these things pose challenges and all these things create new fights. So let's just keep this in mind and let's press to overcome. Let's try and minimize what we feed our flesh. So until next time, let us pray. Father in heaven, Lord, again, we bow with thanksgiving upon our heart. Father, we're so appreciative of your goodness. We're so appreciative of everything that you do, your mercy, Lord. We pray that you would bless us all to overcome. Whatever our fight is, whatever we have been troubled with, Father, we pray that you would give us victory over. Bless us to win the war. Even though we've lost some battles, bless us not to give up on winning the war. Oh, Father, strengthen us. Bless us to overcome before it's ever too late. Watch between us while we absent one from another. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.